Stutter, my brother was handing. Hey, fantasy, it's session. We talking touchdowns, receptions, interceptions. They got a band to kick, or we need that correction. Talk mouth, we flexing. How many of y'all you collect? We trying to get that winning record. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy In Session, the podcast. Today is January 24th, and the culture pushers are here. Back, like we said, it's another two weeks. So like we all said, what's the word, boys? Feeling good, man. Just getting ready for the Super Bowl, man. Who you got? Man, it's just tough, bro. I'm still going back and forth. Um... Right now, I think I would go with the Chiefs, man, just because like Mahomes just playing at another level than anybody. I think it's uh, Kansas City minus one, so it's pretty much a pick 'em. Mm-hmm. So with that mean, I mean that that defense from San Fran's been playing lights out, man. But I just it's hard to see anybody stopping Mahomes right now. Yeah, the best player on the planet right now. So yeah, and I want to see Andy Reid get one too, man. I think he deserves one. That that front that front four, I think it's gonna give Patrick that's, Mahomes a lot of problems. But that's the thing; he can move around. He, ain't, you know, what I'm saying so. He can move around. He could jump and make a pass. He could like <laughs> no pass. Like he, can, right. he can do literally everything, bro. So cartwheel, throw fifty yards, touchdown. So the run against um the Titans when he uh I looked like Derrick Henry. <laughs> Bro, it looked like he was just trying to slow. Like like, oh. Yeah, it was like he was gliding, bro. Like, exactly. I was just about to say that, bro. It literally right. looked like they was like scared to hit him, bro. Like, right. maybe that dude really is a god, bro. Like, right. I mean, I like oh, we got first down. Oh, oh, that's not that's Mahomes, bro. No, let's go. Okay, the Mahomes boy. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna go. I, I don't know. I haven't made my mind up either. I know you're gonna put some money on the Dolos. Yeah, I might, man. It's uh on a game and on a prop series enough. Super Bowl is known for having a lot of prop bets. And mm-hmm. uh, if you know, you know what prop bets are, right? I'm not really. Like like Mahomes for over 330 yards. You could bet. Oh like yeah, I'm in on that. Where can I get yeah, on like, that? It's just certain. It's certain like like uh, stats and shit like. Um, Raheem Mostert over over under a certain amount of yards since he just went off. You know, the number might be real high for this game. So, yeah, it's a lot, man. You might want to get into them now, bro, because they're going to keep going up and shit. So, it's best to get into, you know, prop bets early on. All right. All right. I got a question for y'all. I got a question for y'all, boys. Hey, Jabbar, who is your right now dynasty by low? Like somebody that was expected to have a big year or something that didn't go off. And people probably forgot about them, but you could probably get them for real cheap right now. I was stuck between um, Justin Jackson and Mike Will, but I'm gonna go Mike Will. Last year, he was, uh, you know, supposed to be a breakout. You probably been paying the first for him, and he had an ugly year and yep. was like 40, but he still had a thousand yards on 90 targets and only caught 49 of those and two touchdowns. So, if he would have had about four more touchdowns, he would have been a top 20 wide receiver. So, if you got him not on your team in the league, inquire about him. You know, mm-hmm. real people, like you can probably throw a second or a player in a second or something just to get them going because he's cheap right now. Once the season starts back up next year, he's not going to be this cheap ever again. Who you got, Lowe's? I like it. 
Um, I'm going to go with uh, a name that I haven't really been hearing a lot this uh, offseason so far, and, uh, and that's Damian uh, – not Damian Williams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Damian Harris. Damian Harris, the guy from New England, man. The guy they spent a third-round draft pick, and um, it's really because I just don't feel like they drafted him and spent a, a high third – I mean, well, a high pick in the third round on a running back and then that they're not going to use. So – you look at Sonny Michelle, um, even with seven rush touchdowns this year, he finished as the RB28, uh, only had 900 yards. So I can see uh, a possibility or a scenario that they get rid of Sony somehow, maybe trade him, and then um, you know, Damon Harris comes in and takes that role. And I feel like he could be half or next to nothing. So um, that's a guy I'm really intrigued by this offseason so far. Yeah, I like that one too. Because yeah. I, you know, because I don't think Rex Burkhead is going to be there next year, so that's yeah. the one running back that's out. So I think it could be the three-headed monster. He could be the three-headed monster. You know what I mean? He could just be the Sony Michelle. Like I feel like that. I, I, no, I, like I don't think he's going to take Sony Michelle. I think he's going to take the Rex Burkhead goal line role. I can see him doing that. Mm. <sighs> you know, like Rex Burkhead in his prime, not last year Rex Burkhead. Like Rex Burkhead when he was like vulturing Rex Burkhead. But Burkhead didn't get the the whole goal line role though, because Sony still has seven touchdowns and he not, to, not last year. I'm not talking about. La- I'm talking about like Burkhead in his prime. Okay, okay. I don't know. Burkhead, he, he can't stay on the field. So, That's what I'm saying. But you they say, you say he can take his role. role. I think yeah. he could be more than that though. I think he can handle a workload. The workload that Sony. Yeah, I don't, I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying that that could be his role next year. Yeah. This is a possibility. And I'm still willing to give up a third-round pick if that's all it takes. Oh, yeah, easily. 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 If if somebody's selling Damon Harris for a third-round pick, I'll easily give you Even a second, like a a late second, I might even give up that for Damon Harris. Yeah. I'm trying. Somebody I could take, like, just off the draft pedigree. And if he turns out to be, you know, a thing next year, then great. Like, I bought super low on him. But if not, then, Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't really pay that much for him. So Really the definition of buy low. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, uh, I seen a little news about him today that scared me, but Kareem Hunt, he did get caught with weed, but I think it's cool, bro. Like, easily Kareem Hunt, whenever he goes to a new team, is going to be the a running back one, and you're getting an RB1. And I think you can get him for a late first right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're, not gonna, you're not getting the RB1 in the late first, because all of the, because especially with all the running backs going back to college now, you know what I'm saying? So I think I'd rather take a, a a gamble on Kareem Hunt getting on a team, then because once he gets on the team, the price goes up. You know what I mean? Exactly. So exactly. That's my thing. And he, you know, he went off last year. It's not like he was hurt or nothing. He just was out. You know what I'm saying? He was just suspended. And when he came back, he looked like Kareem Hunt toward the end of the year. Yeah. So and a a talker boy could be just like you don't know. Like it's it's a possibility that he stays at Cleveland. Yeah. So you know, if you're talking to the owner, maybe you can like get him away if you you know bring that up. But even if he stays in first now, he was getting nine targets a game. And that oh, yeah. Was, yeah. He no. wouldn't be worth a first if he stayed in no. Cleveland right now. No, 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 no. It's a possibility. An owner might yeah, be I'll more take, I'll take that for a whole year, nine targets a game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. if he ain't hurt. We have a guest on this episode, Chalk from the Undroppables. How you doing, bro? Hey, what's up? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Welcome. No problem. Thanks for coming in. Welcome. So we were just going through a quick round of questions on uh, by-low candidates in this dynasty right now. Who, who you got as one of your by-low candidates right now? Yeah, I think one of the top by-lows for me right now is Christian Kirk out of Arizona. 
Uh, I had high expectations for him last year, uh, you know, with Kyler Murray and the new offense. And, you know, I think he's overall disappointed, you know, kind of lackluster season overall. I know he had the blow-up game against Tampa. But other than that, I mean, he disappointed. And, you know, as for me as a frustrated owner, uh, you know, I thought about selling, but then I kind of came to my senses and realized, you know, how high I've been on him since the beginning. So uh, I think he's a great buy low. I think that offense is going to continue to evolve and, you know, Kyler's going to continue to develop. The volume is going to be there. I know Fitzgerald's going to be back for another year or two, but, you know, I think in the end that probably is going to help Kirk, you know. It's going to probably take yeah. off that pressure from the number one on the opposing defense. So, you know, that, that's Kirk is someone I'm really hyped on going into next season, even with the disappointing 2019. What would you give up for him? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I'd probably give up, you know, I, I'd be okay giving up a late first, 2020 first. Um, yeah. I think that's probably fair value for someone like that. I, I you know, I, for me, I like proven talent more than just a dart throw rookie, even if it's a solid class. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have Kirk. I know what team he's on. I know his role. I know what he's doing in the NFL. So, you know, I know his quarterback. So I think that's, for me, I, I'd be comfortable doing something like that. Definitely. You know they're talking about they uh, the Cardinals getting one of those uh, wide receivers, though, in the stud class. One of, like, the Judy. Yeah. Or the, um, that would be sick. Well, uh, Ju- Judy would actually be sick because Judy's, like, a true number one ex-prototype, yeah. you know, kind of receiver on the outside. And Kirk's an inside guy, you know. So I in, I know Arizona runs a lot of, you know, double slot, s- slot uh, formations as well. So, I mean, a Judy would actually probably be great. And then, you know, hopefully you see Fitzgerald leave and then it's, you know. Exactly. That's up. what I was just about to say. Like, when Fitzgerald leaves, you know, Kirk's going to have that inside row locked up. So, still yeah. a great dynasty player, even if they do get uh, Jerry Judy. Yep. That's scared right. me when you said Fitz is going to be there for one or two more years. Here he goes. He's about to come out and get, like, two monster Seriously. games. And then he's just going to fall off a cliff like he does every year. As soon as this season ended, I traded Kirk. To Carlos for uh, Go Dirt, so. In the tight end premium league too, but I think that was a good trade. That was a one-one for yeah. both of us. Because Go Dirt, Go Dirt's another one of those dynasty darlings, you know, in the community. Everybody's waiting for him to break out. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind Go I think. I think. Where do you think Ertz goes? I think Ertz. They Ertz might stay. Ertz. He, he might. He probably gonna stay there, bro. I think so. Because might just be like kind of like a Patriots day where they ran two tight end sets with you know. Aaron Hernandez and uh, Gronk because they have two extremely talented tight ends. So I don't know about that. Anyways, we um we did a mock earlier this week. We did two mocks actually. The first mock got shut down. Something sleeper bug. I don't know what happened. So we had to do another mock. I think I think I like the first mock better. But anyway, yeah, me so, too. <laughs> I was wondering why I was getting so many steals, bro. But then everybody's like, <laughs> so I guess that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so we're gonna go through the mock and we're gonna uh first we're gonna talk about the difference between dynasty startup drafts and like regular redrafts for like some some of the first time dynasty players so what are like some of the things you are like the differences like you take going into a, a dynasty draft rather than a redraft um, i mean for me my, yeah, oh yeah go ahead go, go ahead, ahead. Sorry about that. No, you get you go. Oh, for me, I okay. For yeah, from a startup dynasty perspective, I mean, personally, I like building young. I, I'm not a guy that likes to load up on veterans early. I like to kind of hit the 
the young up-and-comers early, even though it might not, you know, net me a championship in year one. But it's going to set me up real nicely. And then as I hit the mid-late rounds, I'm going to kind of bang those veterans uh, for that kind of upside and that floor, you know, for that first year or two. Sure. What you think, Rose? Uh, for me personally, like in the past, um, I've um, liked the strategy of building around stud receivers, because yeah. um, just they historically they just last longer than running backs. So mm-hmm. if I could get like three stud receivers uh, within the first four rounds, and you know if you're playing super flex, of course you got to get a quarterback, but just build around my receivers for my core and um, focus on the running backs in the mid rounds, and kind of just build them up through rookie drafts, because you just as we see like you could find running backs in the rookie drafts every year. Yep. So um, for me personally, I just feel like it's harder to find those stud receivers that hit early on. It happens, but it's more like, you know, rare than running backs hitting. So that's my um, strategy as I go into dynasty um, startups. Man, you took mine. That was, that was exactly what I was going to say. I, <laughs> yeah. I, definitely, I definitely don't care about – like we got a – actually with Chalk coming up, we got a startup draft coming. And like since the way Can't wait. the startup draft is – you the is reversed for the rookie draft. So it's like even if you have like a, a, a top one pick, you can really go like I would say a good what six rounds before you like really need a running back. And then you could just go rookie it out because if you got a late round pick, you're gonna have one of the top rookies. And you know what I'm saying with the stud running class we got coming out. Yeah, those mm-hmm. facts, man. Especially in the startups. So going into startup season, that's what that's what I would say. I would say with this season, especially. With the rookie running backs, you can just be fine with just taking whatever like stud players you want, and maybe get like one running back when it gets down to like the Lindsey, that little tread of running back, that little tier of running backs. But after that, forget the running backs, bro. Just you know what I'm saying, keep it moving until yeah, you get to you, the rookie draft. It's just so easy to replace them. Yeah, you so, can easily start up draft where you're gonna have these players forever if you want. Like I'd rather build around the players that's gonna last on average years longer than running backs last. So, yeah. well, for starter, for me, uh, especially if it's your first time, I advise to read an article or two, and those articles or two should break down the value of different players from age and how to build a team. Get some young players and some older players, and then after you read an article or two, put your players into tiers. Instead of ranking them, I like to put my players in tiers to where, like, Julio, Michael Thomas might be, in, you know, in the same tier, then come down to be another tier player, something like that. So when it comes to you drafting, you know, like, oh, this is the last player in tier one. So, you know, basically, I draft the best value. If you're a trader, I like to draft draft best value. So I draft best value. So eventually I have trade pieces people I already know. Well, I want the trade to get what I think will better my team, what have you like that. So, so you can't be drafting a trade, bro. That's why you be. That's why you ain't winning. Game won one year, and it won't be. Man, my game won a ring, boy. He just right. <laughs> come again. Let's go down your history. Like you don't want one league, you don't want no redraft. So it's a dynasty. Oh, you for your That's what we're talking about right now. We're talking about dynasty. Right. You traded. You ain't you ain't win with the team you drafted. So why are you climbing mm-hmm. when you did what I just said? You traded. <laughs> did you not? Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Javari, the bench is next year, boy. You better watch out. <laughs> right, right. My team about to be stacked, boy. You gotta come to us. You gotta come through me. Anyway, let's get to the mock draft. So, what are some of the things you took away, like looking at this mock draft? Uh, um, I'll start this one. Um, and it kind of contradicts what I said, but after going through this mock draft, um, I noticed that a lot of like like stud receivers—they're not studs yet, like the AJ Browns and the Corlin Suttons. Like a lot of those guys in that tier was falling like later in drafts, like in, you know, in a dynasty startup. Like, um, so I'm thinking now, like, that's my strategy is to build around receivers. But, like, right now in this year's draft and startup as of right now, I would, wouldn't be opposed to going, like, a, getting a stud receiver early and then kind of getting, building, you know, getting some running backs, if, you know, like a Joe Mixon falls, Nick Chubb falls, and then trying to hit on, like, Corliss Sutton and a DJ Moore, like, in those middle rounds. You know what I mean? Um, it just seems like a lot of uh, it was a big run of running backs early, and it let some of the value from young studs at receiver to fall. So mm-hmm. that's just something I took away from this mock. What you see, Javar? Yeah, that's just, so basically I seen as usual. You got to get your quarterback, especially a mobile quarterback. You got to get him yeah. in the top four or five rounds. If you ain't getting your quarterback, basically by the end of the third round, it looked like mm-hmm. you're not going to have no mobile quarterback. Unless you're gonna wait on Cam Newton and help he come back. And then at that, so in Superflex, I would advise to get you, you know, a mobile quarterback in the top three rounds. And then you can wait until the eighth to get a quarterback and get like a Tannehill or a Daniel Jones. I'm high, pretty high on Daniel Jones. So I'm high on Daniel Jones too. And so, like, Daniel, and, and if you're in Superflex, you already know the, the mobile quarterback gonna get a top seven, finish top seven QB if hefty because he's mobile, and then Daniel Jones could be a top 12 or 15 quarterback, and you should have been in the playoffs if you drafted the rest of your players correctly. What you what you would give up for Daniel Jones right now? I like a late first. A late first, 110, especially in the super flex, you can probably give up 108 because Tua and Burrow is going to be gone. And if you like Herbert or whatever, uh, the dude from Oregon, the quarterback, mm-hmm. if you like him, then maybe you can draft him, but you're not going to get no ready-made quarterback. I love him. He pushed the ball down the field. Team looked different when he came in over Eli. So I'm high. I was climbing them the beginning of the year, but first step on the field. And they're going to have a new offense, too. How you feel about uh, Daniel Jones, Nick? Uh, I actually like him. Honestly, last year I wasn't high on him during my process. Um, I don't know where my process went wrong. I just – <laughs> Always high on him, but but now I'm I'm actually you know buying in. You know I think he's I think he's worth at least a mid first. You know I, yeah. I like Tua a lot. I think Tua is gonna have that floor. I think he's gonna be special. But Daniel Jones is special too, man. I mean he's just you can't deny it. He's making plays. I mean yeah he's turnover prone. I mean he's had his issues, but the, the kid makes plays. You know and I think being that young and you're just not afraid to sling it. I mean the organization got behind him right away. I think that's a great sign. So. Draft mm-hmm. capital, everything is there. So, and again, for me, I'm always preaching. I mean, I love rookie picks. Don't get me wrong, but if you look at me in all my leagues, I'm usually trading out. I'm trading back, or I'm trying to get players that are going to help me win now, or players that I really like. You know, I want a DJ Moore. I want Tyler Boyd. I want, I want those guys on my team. I don't want to hope for all. I hope DeAndre Swift falls to me. I mean, yeah, I would love uh, to have him. But when the time comes, if I really like DeAndre Swift, I'll go out and make a deal for him anyways. So. 
And I think that's my other point about rookies. Sorry, just digressing is, you know, you don't necessarily need to chase those picks. Chase the player. If you really like Cam Akers, well, then go get Cam Akers. Don't get the pick that you think is going to get you Cam Akers. Because <laughs> if you don't get the guy, then, then you're really out of luck. Yeah, that's a great point. I never really thought about it like that. <laughs> <laughs> For real. That, that, hey, that, you said a word right there. Yeah, because you could trade. You could trade the value of the unknown. Top five. Anything that's not top five is like pretty much tradable. I I wouldn't trade out a top five though. Yeah, and they're gonna and they're gonna come become more valuable as the um, draft like approaches and you know as the draft NFL draft finishes. Like those rookie picks are just gonna keep gaining value. So, just the value of that unknown to some people is you know they'll be willing to give those proven players up. Definitely got to bounce on them when that opportunity presents itself. I like it. What were some of the things you took away from the mob, Nick? Uh, you know, I, I think one thing I definitely took away was, you know, quarterback, you got you to load up early in Superflex. Uh, I, I went with two before the end of the fifth, or at the end of the fifth, I had two. And I felt really comfortable with there. After seeing what happened with the quarterbacks afterwards, I'm, I'm pretty glad that I, I did that. I think that's one takeaway. Another takeaway is based off of, I've been doing a lot of startups actually recently. So I've been seeing the mock versus kind of what's happening in reality. And yeah, I think one of you guys mentioned, yeah, like guys like the, the Suttons and the AJ Browns are going later in the mock. Uh, in reality, they're going a little bit higher. Um, I've seen AJ Brown consistently go in the third. Um, oh, and then Miles Sanders, early third. I mean, sometimes, you know, late second, which is, I feel like it's a reach in super flex for Sanders, even though I'm really high on him. But yeah, I mean, those young guys are going earlier and earlier from what I've seen. Debo is going, I want to say top five, six rounds as well as a, a top 30 receiver, uh, if not more. And, yeah, and I think that's kind of the trend I've been seeing. I mean, yeah, I knew it was kind of weird seeing those players going, you know, like, where they were falling. I was like, wow. Like, right. It's like yeah, A.J. Yeah. Brown went to the – I think he was, like, late fourth. Right. Yeah, so I would, like, say, I would say if you want an A.J. Brown on your team in the startup, you, you got to press him in the third. third. Yeah, it's, third. It's going to feel right. weird. It's going to feel weird. Right. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've done it a couple of times now. It feels, uh, it feels, but if you want him, you got to, you got to pay for him. And that's the cheapest thing. Yeah. He, he has all the makers of a stud receiver, man. Like what he did last year was amazing. But my question is who are you not drafting if you're drafting AJ Brown in the third round? Like who are you passing? Like who, like who are you passing? Uh, <laughs> Let's see. You got uh, Leonard Fournette. Jacobs, Evans, Julio. That's what Juju. I'm saying. And all of them pass you? I don't know. Woo. I'll take him over Juju right now. That's it. That's Mark it. Cooper, maybe. Mm, who? Amari. I would. Yeah, I think I probably would take Mike Evans, Julio over him though. Still. Uh, I, I honestly, I'd rather have AJ Brown over Julio for me. Cool. Yeah, because of age, because of age. Yeah, yeah. You're talking, I mean, Fal- talking to Falcon fans right now. Hold on. Hold on. I, I get it. So I, I, definitely know, get it. I, know, I, I know Julio got at least a couple of top five receiver seasons in him left, for sure. Um, I had him, you know, so, you know, last season I had him. And I, I've been writing him to, you know, several, several shifts myself. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like the A.J. Green problem where you hold him too long and then, you know, one oh, foot away at wait, 30. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Yeah. wait. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> I don't know what you was about to say. But yeah, I, I, I definitely get it though, because yeah, I got you. Yeah. But would you, would you take Chris Godwin? Oh, would you take AJ Brown over Chris Godwin? Not me. No, no, no. Godwin. 
I'm just, I'm just, I would just, so Mike Evans over AJ Brown. I'm just confused as to like who, who is. I take Evans over him. Julio, I was about to, I was about to say Julio. Julio's what? I'm, t- I'm taking Julio over AJ Brown every time. It's real close. It's real close. Like, I mean, looking at his numbers, it's, it's crazy. Eight touchdowns. Could be the Falcon fan in me. I could be the bias in me, but I mean, it's just like you, if Julio, if you can Julio, Gallo, 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 you're trying Kenny to win Gallo, right now. Kimmy Galladay or, or AJ Brown. I mean, you say Galladay till you look at the numbers. If you if you want to win in 2020, I mean it's Julio all day. I'm not going to argue exactly, that. Exactly. But if you, but for me, because I'm the guy that I want to get the asset. I want the asset that's going to gain value over the next two three years. Because that's kind of the way I look at it, right? I'm looking at everything two three year lens. And Julio is not going to probably lose that much value over the next two three years. I mean it's going to pretty much maintain slightly decreasing year after year over the next couple of years, right? But after that, it's going to be a cliff. AJ Brown over the next two three years is probably going to, at worst, ascend. gain a little bit of value ascend, right? And then who knows, right? He might, I, I, who knows? I, I don't think he's going to become Julio Julio Jones ever. Like he's not going to sniff. But he has Julio. that ceiling. He has that ceiling. He has that ceiling, you know. So it's potential, and if you could sell it. You could sell AJ Green, AJ Brown, right? You sell him after you know week three, week four in the next season. He has a couple of blow up games. You know, someone's going to be salivating. You can just sell him for like Julio in his prime type. Paul, hopefully, you know, <laughs> young guy ascending. Who would you would you trade? Can, would you get? Kenny Galladay or AJ Brown? I'm going Galladay. Galladay. Yeah, I think I would go Galladay, man. Because he... right. I just, I, you know, I just like to see a, you know, a personal player do it two years in a row. Dan, Dan, Dan is for sure. You know what I'm saying? One year, you know, it could have been this, could have been that. I ain't, I ain't knocking AJ Brown, but it just as far as me, I'm taking players who go in their second or third year who already know the game and ends and out. But oh, you know they say the wide receiver too. They, I mean, the the second year the wide receivers is their breakout year. It used to be third. I'm taking him over the DJ Moore's and like the DK Metcalf's and maybe the Robert Woods. But I I don't know. I would I have to see real life draft happen in my face and like have to. So, like, so basically, what Gabe is saying is he's not gonna have any AJ Brown coming up I, any stuff. Probably, probably he just said Chalk to say he's going in the third. So yeah, I'm not. I probably won't. <laughs> I probably won't. I like AJ Brown a lot, but man, the third that is in all my mocks. I have, he does, I've seen him man, he has all the making of a star receiver. Yeah, so third is a little too rich, but like if you want him, you gotta you gotta get you him. You spend yeah, that money. That. I'm taking him over Keenan Allen. All right, we can stop talking about it. All right, <laughs> but one of the things I, one of the things I took away is like you know remember how last year. Tight ends was like a, a scarce place. We were talking. We made it even the joke that tight end one should only be players one through six. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a lot of tight ends this year. Like like good tight ends going late. Like you can get Zach Ertz in like the sixth seventh round. You can get Hunter Henry after that bad year he had probably in like the eighth ninth round even later maybe. Also people are taking him later too. Like in drafts I'm seeing, Darren Waller is going in like the tenth. Bro, how did Zach Ertz go in the seventh round? I don't know. That's insane, bro. It's insane. I think that's a still, still right now. Like, still. Like, like Nick said, I don't think it's probably in live draft. It's probably mm. going to go a bit higher. You're going to get a little antsy, and it's just going to be a tight end run somewhere, I feel like. But yeah. I've been doing mock drafts, like, outside of this one, and, and people are taking tight ends, like, really late. But even, like, the, 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 the no-name tight ends, like, who I'm high on, I should have said him as my buy low, but I'm really high on Noah Fant right now. Uh-huh. 
I like Noah Fant a lot, especially with Drew Locke coming into his prime, or not his prime, but he's going to be coming into his second year, like more confident in the offense. He's the, the, the surefire starter right now. Like he has all the, the momentum and he listened to Jeezy on the sideline. Uh, yeah. 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 That was dope. I kind of like people like that's a fight to get playing time that a lot of people probably know about it. Don't know about like Iron Thomas from the uh, Panthers. <laughs> he had to come in. Yeah. First of all, his name is not Iron <laughs> <laughs> Thomas. Hey, but I know what you're talking about. Huh? You like Ian Thomas? I mean, when he got Thomas. I said when he got playing time, he looked decent out there. He was bringing in some decent tight end numbers. Yeah, yeah I guess. I mean, that was also, they're not going to, I want to see who they're going to have as quarterback. I'm really, I'm really perplexed on what the Panthers are going to do. Oh, and I heard a lot of teams, uh, uh, the Panthers, Chargers might be jumping up trying to get to a, so that's all type of stuff going on. It seems like it's going to be a tour race. Once Tua get picked in the draft, everything else going to fall in line. It seems like. Once I, you know, you know how I feel about Tua. I have to. Feel. I don't mean that. How, how you felt about Kyler last year? And, and look at him. Patrick Mahomes the year before. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never gonna let you forget that, bro. Oh man, I love that one. I just be wanting to see it, bro. I just be having to oh, see bro, it. Know, yeah, hey, see some it players, life. man. Hey, it's about fantasy is a predictive game, man. So sometimes you just got to take that that leap. Kyler Murray did make me a believer. Hey, who won that bet? You did. Right. Oh, but the original cool. bet was huh? Kyler Murray top fifteen. Just so you know. No, it was not. But it was. That's it was. Right. We, it haven't, was we haven't. We haven't pinned. I literally Josh. haven't pinned in the fucking sleeper. Messages, bro. So, like, no, it's literally it so don't matter. So we have two bets. We all want one. You want one. We're <laughs> <laughs> even. What did Josh Allen finish? Uh, he finished one spot ahead of Kyler. I want to say. Yeah, it was one spot. I knew it was gonna be one spot. I, I think I it said even if it was for Washington. You was like, you was like, uh, he could finish 16 as long as he don't finish 15. I'm good. Exactly. <laughs> but it was top 15 bet. You just admitted it. No, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about it could be one spot ahead of him. No, bro. Hey, talk. What's some here. of the values that you saw in the draft? Um, some of the values. Uh, hold on. Do you give me? Can you give me a second? Actually, I have it in front of me. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, you got time. Oh, you good? You good? I'll go while he looks though. Um, the- go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, in terms yeah. of values, I mean, Zach Ertz going in the late seventh. I mean, that was huge yeah. in tight end premium. Uh, I love that. I love uh, seeing. You know, even Devontae, Devontae Parker going in the middle of the six, I think that was a huge value. Um, mm. Just kind of dropping down. I mean, before the news came out, Kareem Hunt in the seventh was nice. But, I mean, obviously with the news today, I'm kind of a little iffy on that. I'm like going to eighth now. Weird. Yeah, he might go on to eighth now. Yeah. I'll buy that dip. Everywhere. Yeah. I, I, that was going to be one of my plays, Kareem Hunt in the seventh. Because, I mean, even if he does, like, worst case scenario, he stays in Cleveland another year, like, he's not staying there forever with Chubb there. So, you have the possibility of getting an RB, uh, locked and loaded RB1 in the seventh round. Uh, I'm taking that all day. Um, another one I had was uh, AJ Green. I know he had a, you know, he missed a whole year with the injury this year. Who? But with AJ Green. Who? AJ Green. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! It was a joke. <laughs> I thought you really could hear me. I was like, "Mike, 
Just my, bro, just, just bought the shoe. <laughs> but yeah, man. But yeah, bro. So, I mean, you got Joe Burrow coming in there. Uh, you got to think they're going to uh, fix up that offensive line a little bit. So, mm-hmm. if he can come back healthy this year, man, I think him um, in the, you know, eighth round. I know he doesn't have a lot of years left, man. But if I can get one or two more years from him in a, as a wide receiver one in the eighth round, I think that's yeah. a great buy. I like it, too. I had a couple. I like Ryan Tannehill in the eighth. You know, 8.11 to be exact. That's pretty much a steal towards down the end of his time. When he got when he started playing, he was top 15 during the weeks. And then at 9.2, Kenyon Drake. I know we don't know if he's going to be signed, but there'll be a dumbass to let him walk. So Kenyon yeah. Drake is going to be in Arizona last year. And the numbers he put up, and he's going in the ninth round. That is most definitely a steal. And then Mozart went 10 points and we don't even know what's going on with him. So let me just couple with me. Were you as high on Mostert before the, the 200 uh, yard full touchdown game? I was the opportunity in that offense and Tevin Coleman hurt and Britta, they can't stay healthy. And McKinnon ain't even touched, never touched the field. So opportunity behind that O line with Shanahan, I'm buying. Hey, I remember week two, boy. We all heard it first, though. Yeah, we already know. Hey, hey. <laughs> come, come see me, man, if y'all want them. How much you charging? Uh, I'll take a second for them right now. Oh, okay. That might be a, that might be a, a value right there. Yeah, I'll take it. It gotta be like a, a early to mid second though. I ain't taking a late second. What you said, uh, an early to mid second? Yeah, early to mid second. Uh, I might, I might, I might, I might. We might have to talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk. Um, I saw a couple of my, the values I saw. I'm really high on Drew Locke, him going in the 10th in the super flex. I thought that was really big. Who? Yeah. Um, Daniel Jones going in the seventh in the super flex. I thought that was nice. Um, Devin Singletary going in the sixth. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I guess that people are soft on him. I like him. I think he should be going right around wherever Miles Sanders is going. Yeah, that's a good point. We're going to get more opportunities than Miles Sanders. Yeah, because you know they're going to use some type of committee and as long as Peterson's there. Like, I'm, exactly. I love Miles Sanders, the talent, but. Devin Singletary is getting yeah. the rock. Frank Gore is not, will not be there next year. Will I mean, of course, we got, of course, like we always talk about um, Josh Allen vulturing the touchdowns, but I'll take, like um, Gary said on the last episode, almost 300 touches a game. I mean, a uh, year? A year, yeah. Yeah, that, definitely. I'll take and especially in the sixth round, I would take yeah. like Austin Eckler going before him. I didn't like that too much. Um, another value, I don't know. Well, it was not really a value because it was in the fourth round. But Melvin, Melvin Gordon is young, and I don't know. Yeah. Why people, like, I don't know why people are acting like his career is about to be like he's at the end of his career. Um, that was a that's a great value. Yeah, I forgot about him, and I drafted him too. So yeah, <laughs> and, uh, he's only twenty six. Yeah. Like he's not even like nowhere near young, and he's he hasn't been hurt. He just didn't show up to training camp last year. So I don't know why people are are not on him right now, but I like Melvin Gordon. I think he's a steal wherever you get him at, especially like probably late fourth, fifth round. Um I don't I don't, don't I know don't let him go are, to the Bucks. Who? Ooh. Don't let him go to like the Bucks yeah, no, or the Texans gonna, or some he's, shit. He's gonna is he he'll a free like agent? A second round. Yeah, he'll be like a second round pick if that's the case. First round maybe. Like if he he's goes a free, to the he's a free agent, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't understand why people are like not talking about him. Like he's gonna be on another team. That I think I think that's because he had a down year according you know to his standards. And he's so, not on the team. They they, they said they don't want him to get bailed. 
You know, uh, he's gonna go somewhere and be somebody's workhorse, and he's gonna be like back to that top five wide uh, running back. Top five, top five, top, top five, top five. <laughs> I, I also uh, let me see what else I saw. I like Darius Slayton this year. I think him going in the tenth round is um, I think that might be a little, little steal. Definitely Darren Waller going in the ninth. I don't know how that happened. What happened to Curtis Samuel? Remember how people are you still high on Curtis Samuel? I am. If he get a quarterback, I am. Yeah, that's what his problem was this year. Yeah, because he couldn't get on the ball downfield. Yeah, they couldn't get on the ball downfield. He was he was getting open now. You better believe that. The uh, what do you call it? The air yards. I know that's your stat. I still I still gotta become. Shut up, bro! I I swear, it sounded like you being sarcastic when you say it like that, bro. (laughs) The air yards, like, bro. Shut up, bro. The shit's a thing. It's gonna. I'm I'm waiting for it. You gotta you gotta show me because I I ain't seen it yet. I see Mike Williams get two touchdowns. Y'all keep talking about air yards. But tell us about the air yard thingy that he does. (laughs) How does it work again? Yeah. <laughs> I, um, but yeah, I also like Calvin Ridley a lot going forward. Definitely. Um, I, I don't know. Machine right there. So would you take AJ Brown? I think I would take Calvin Ridley over AJ Brown actually, since we're talking about Julio. Oh Julio, Julio. boy, Julio. I would go AJ. What? He the only what? one there. Exactly, because he's the only but one there. Said, but you just said we're waiting on the the, the three year um incline, right? And so, I know, and but that's years, Julio's gonna fall off. I'm gonna wait for three years for Calvin so to become in one year. Um, I, I don't like AJ Brown. That's my, my argument. Talent wise, they're both. I mean, they're both studs talent wise, but AJ doesn't have a Julio in front of him that he has to compete with for the next three years. So, so just I look think. at it this way, Gay. He's going in the third round. So your first three picks, you're gonna get you a stud quarterback. You're gonna get you a stud wide receiver. So your wide receiver two, you want the the real upside of A.J. Brown, who the only person on the field that's getting the ball, or you want Calvin Ridley, who's sharing the field with Hooper and uh, Julio. Also, John o. Smith, too. And yeah, he every the game right now, though. So that's huh? what I look at. I mean, John New, he, he won't know every game. Player. Yeah, I mean, as the offense develops, I understand what y'all are saying. I got you. I might, I might take AJ Brown over over Calvin Ridley too. Right, with that upside, you want him that more upside at wide receiver too. So, yeah. as a Falcon fan, yeah, I might mess around and forget about AJ and be like, oh, Ridley, what's up? Mm-hmm. So, what about Stefan Diggs? This is the last one. I just want to know, Stefan Diggs or AJ Brown? Um, I know that's both ways. I really want to hear what he said. Yeah. That one, my voice. I no, said that's my boy. Oh, yeah, that's my boy. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's my dog. Yeah, I think, man, I probably. Who? Damn, that's that's a that's a good <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, I man. do it. I do it. Now let me hear it. <sighs> probably, man, AJ, AJ. It, it hurt before I said because I don't, I don't, I don't think I don't, I don't know if. Uh, how long he's still like he? It's a possibility he you know requests a trade this offseason, but we don't know if that's gonna happen. So he just got that money. Ex- yeah, exactly. So as long as Dylan's there, that's gonna cap his upside. So yeah. I will go with I will go with AJ for sure. So Nick, let us know something about your um what you got going on right now. As like oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I just launched a new project with some friends. Um, 
you know, particularly Terminator and Polly's and Polly Sleepers. I uh, got busy. So we launched this project called Undroppables. Uh, you can find us at cantcutlist.com and, you know, it's your dynasty rankings, analysis, articles, good stuff like that. Um, you know, Terminators, we're actually working on a, a podcast. He's like in the lab right now uh, preparing something. So I'm sure we'll have you guys guesting at some point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we're just working on a new project with the guys. Just wanted a platform for everybody to have a voice and kind of collaborate with other guys like yourself, other brands. So uh, really looking forward to kind of building over the next season. Are y'all Definitely. doing like the ranking things like how like like um, Fantasy Pros does it? Like, could we enter yeah. our rankings every... Oh, that would be so dope. Yeah, so we have it like that right now. We're um, we're locked in with Fantasy Pros. We have our own person, like, oh, our nice. own, uh, you know, undroppables consensus that we've set up with them. Mm. Uh, you know, they've been really great kind of helping us get kind of set up as well. I mean, it's been, it's been a blessing, man. Just all the support we've been receiving from whether it's, you know, Fantasy Pros and everybody on Twitter and, you know, uh, fantasy in session, like everybody. So just much appreciated. Yeah. We definitely want to, we definitely want to help y'all grow as much as we can. I like, I like everything you got going on right now. I like, I want, I want to, we definitely want to start doing rankings and stuff like that too. So that we got to do it. We got to stop talking about start. We want to, and just do it. <clears throat> so let the people know where they can find you on Twitter or any Twitter handles you want. And we'll definitely make sure we put them in the bio and all that stuff. So they can look at them and click it too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so you can catch me on Twitter at 101chalk, and you can also find me at The Undroppables, and we're also at cantcutlist.com, and, you know, we look forward to, you know, building with anybody and everybody uh, in the industry, um, and let's let's get to work. Let's do it. Hey, and we're going to, hey, and just know, are we in the, um, it's the, what's the Family Matters Dynasty, right? Is Chalk in that one? Is Chalk in Family uh, Matters Dynasty? Yeah, I think no, no, he was in the redraft. He was in the redraft, but he's in. Oh, we in the uh, what's the one we're in though? The uh, his his oh, mine. Yeah. You're mine. I think it's yeah. uh raised by wolves. Yeah, raised by wolves. My wolves. Yeah. Are we in there as a group or are we in there as a single group? We're in a group. Okay, okay. I, we're in. But I'm so addicted to fantasy. I, I'm in like <laughs> already. I'm in like seven. Yeah, I'm in like seven leagues in the season. Not even close to starting. Yes, yeah, so actually, we're now we're talking about leagues. Um, I don't know if you guys know Fantasy D Jack. He's one of my brothers out, out on Twitter. Um, he's actually SoCal uh, native as well, but he's actually putting together a charity league, Dynasty 14 team. You know, all industry heads, and we're really doing it for like charity. Um, you know, we can probably get you a couple spots for for you guys. Yeah, definitely. Oh. We're down. Oh. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm yeah. always down to join, especially Dynasty. Yep. All right, it's good. We'll keep you in mind. And it's charity, so that's good. So thanks for coming on, man. That's, we don't want to take up too much more of your time. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys, and uh look forward to you know coming back on soon. No doubt, no yes, doubt. Sir. Nice meeting you, bro. So, yeah, we're going to make sure we put all of Chalk's information in the bio. He has great shit going on, so make sure y'all go check out everything he got going on like y'all us and make sure y'all support him so we can all grow together and um yeah like it was another great episode man see y'all in another couple of weeks with another great guest on to talk fantasy hey, quick, before we leave before we leave yeah. we gotta give our super bowl picks did oh, we give yeah, our yeah, super bowl yeah. picks no we saw that we said we didn't know at the beginning no yeah, okay. just quick just quick not even no analysis just who you think's winning 49 
Chiefs. Chiefs. All right. I don't want to because I, if Kyle Shanahan wins, I'm talking no analysis, no analysis. All right, all right, all right. I, uh, but yeah, man, make sure y'all follow us at Fantasy In Session. Like always, uh, we'll be on here the next episode. We make sure we break down the next part of the dynasty. We broke down the startup draft this episode, so we will get into some of the positions on the next episode. And make sure y'all be on the lookout for that. Like always, peace. Drop the intro right there. Yeah.